I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. And the good news is, Andy, I managed to remember to hit the record button. Uh, yeah, I was going to save that the story for in about two minutes' well, time. Well, you can, you can. Should we just tell you now? So, okay. we, so we had to. So we normally discuss what we uh, what we did during the weekend or what we've done in the last you seven days. You started very abruptly and aggressively, actually. So, uh, well, I wasn't th- thrilled about it, Andy. No, so. Um, and uh, and we'll also tell a funny story as well as to when this has happened before and what I'd said about it, but not name the match. So anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. so anyway, uh, you, we um, we we did the show in Southampton and we did the commentary, and it was funny because at the during the second half, I looked over at the timer and I did think, oh, this second half's not gone very long. God, we've got ages yet. And you didn't think to say anything. No, because I just assumed, normally whenever I mention anything to you, Andy, I get I get the abrupt response, like, no, I, you, you know, sort of this, no, I know what I'm doing kind of thing. No, so I, I was d- like, well, I won't mention it because I assume I he's... I wish you did. I assume I he's recording it. it. I'm sorry if I've upset you. <laughs> so I assume he's recording it through other means. I know so. you're sensitive. We were recording it through other means, but unfortunately we've not got the sound levels right. And um, and our, 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 live, our live mixer... Yep. Um, he couldn't care less, really, could he? He just wants it. He wants me to sort it out for him. Yeah. So, so we're gonna have to do it again the second half, aren't we? Just the second half. Because you didn't record it. But it doesn't matter though. But luckily, it was a great show, so I can't so wait exactly, to relive it all again. Exactly. So, um, yeah, just these things happen. We're a small team. Do you know what I mean? That's right. Like, I can't be expected to do everything, and you even checked, so you could have. There was well, no red light. Just, there was no just, red light. Just assumed, just assumed you knew what you were doing. You should never assume. It makes an ass out of you and me. Yep. Well, clearly it has this time. Um, but while uh, while I mentioned it, I'll tell the story. I won't tell you what match it was, but there was one particular match at one of your events. It was either York Hall or Walthamstow. And my Zach, I turned to you and I went, God, I don't need to see that match again. And Thinking then, I probably never would see that match again. And then, of course, afterwards, my... We, went for, <laughs> we yeah. didn't record the second half. <laughs> and we had to record it again. Yeah. Um, but there's been a few times that's happened. But like the first time it happened, we, we, had, we had a few little issues with the recorder, right? And the recorder just wasn't saving the projects. But then I worked out how to save those projects. And then the final time it happened was, uh, we, do you remember I stepped on the, um, we had the, the commentary position in a different position to normal. And it was plugged into the wall at Wolverhampton. Yes. And that was the last time it happened at British J Cup. And I stood on the... Um, the plug. charger, the plug, right. by accident. When I got up, actually, because Josh Bowden was going mental. Do you remember? Yeah. He was going mental. Like, he just got in a fight with Marty Jones. And lost. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't lose. Oh, I think Marty he won. smash him up. Or maybe if it was a... F- I don't know. I think he'd be... I don't know. S- Let's ask Dan McGee. What was it like being in a real fight with Josh Bowden on Sunday? Right. He said it's all right. Uh, yeah. He Did got beaten up. Yeah. That's what they all say. Oh, I'm yeah. all right. I'm all right. A bit bruised. Yeah. People, they can't hear what he's saying because yeah. he's not got the microphone on, but he's sat here listening. He's a stalker. He's like the number one fan of the A-Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Often listens to episodes being recorded live because he's such a fan and can't wait till the evening. Yeah, As we said before, we're going to start charging for the yeah. privilege. Yeah. And we're going to do some live shows as well. So mm. New Orleans, here any, we come. Uh, no, New York. New York. New, York, New, New Jersey, York. isn't it? Well. Or is yeah. it officially like, New York, right? But we're like, um, we're like 
big leagues, aren't we? So we'll probably do New York. Yeah. While okay. everyone else is in Jersey. Yeah, we'll do I know the, the stadium uh, is in Jersey, but like all the other activities will be in New York. Yeah. For we'll WWE, but we'll be like big time in New York. We'll we? do it at WWF New York. Yeah. Yeah. I went there once. How was that? Disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting a Planet Hollywood of WWF, but it wasn't anything like that at all. And that's probably why it shut down. WWF carpet, I think, was a, and some video screens. They lost a lot of money, didn't they? Yeah. Shut down. Embezzled, apparently. I was talk- uh, someone was talking about it on the podcast the other day. But yeah, back to our podcast. Yeah. What have you been doing? Tell me. Well, you just told everyone I was at Southampton messing up the commentary on uh, yeah. on Sunday. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, nothing much, really. No. What about you? Same, really. Gymming quite hard at the moment. Oh, I've been going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been four times in the in last seven three days. weeks. <laughs> okay, that'd be horrible. <laughs> That's not bad. So I went to uh, so this is quite a funny story. I haven't seen Hiroshi Tanahashi, our friend, mm. for quite some time. I think the last time I saw him was two thousand and fifteen. Was it be fifteen? Mm. No, yeah, Reading. Okay, was that two thousand fifteen? Yeah, that was the last, last time, time I saw him. him. Yeah, last time I saw him was two thousand fifteen, and he saw me. And do you know what his first words were to me? Tell me, remind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got huge! Yeah, but he didn't mean Jack, though, did he? Didn't he? mean Jack. He was impressed by the size of no. your arms. Well, I don't know. They're quite special, aren't they? Um, so yeah, he meant you've got a bit chubster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like thanks for calling me fat. Yeah. Um, and what what's interesting as well is I remember one of the jokes I made um with uh, with him when he first came over. Um, he was like, "Oh, you weren't like I was expecting a wrestling promoter to look like." Obviously, being young, black. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, um, but being young, good looking, you know. And I said, yes, most wrestling promoters very fat, and I've just lived up to his stereotype. See, I was going to say you've I? not let him down now. So, um, but but I'm planning on next time I see him for him to you know hmm. tell me what a good boy I've been. You would look like John Fashionu. Um You, I would assume, <laughs> is very ripped and muscular yeah. just because he's Why an not? athlete. Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah. Maybe well, better one to be the Rock, actually, if you can end up looking like get, the Rock. I don't think I'll get quite there because I hate the gym with a passion. But it's a, it's a, um, to me, it's just a habit. You've just got to get into the habit, haven't you? And it's just very easy to get out of the habit and very hard to get yeah. back in the habit. I remember being in the gym once and I said, come on, do some weights for me because all you kept doing was the cross training for like nine hours. And I said, just do some weights. I lost a lot of weight doing that though, so. And you were like, oh, okay, but just don't be horrible to me. Yeah, it's because, you know, you are horrible to me all the time and I feel like... Uh, it's funny because I tell everyone you're horrible to me all the time. So, well, maybe we have an maybe abusive... Maybe we just need to call the truth. an abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It goes both ways, so it's okay. So, yeah. You look horrible today. Mm, so do you. um yeah Yeah, you're good (laughs) so i i don't anything else to add Uh, no but itv world of sports coming back you must be buzzing you gave that first show glowing reviews i can't wait to see it again 10 whole episodes it's caused obviously a bit of a stir um which is completely justified with the uh with the waw crew in norwich i sound with them yeah i think i do as well actually that's how I felt when Pro Wrestling Eve came into York Hall. Yeah. I didn't, but like, uh, I'm just illustrating that, you know, like everyone who kicked off at me for for daring to to uh, even say that, oh, it would have been nice if they asked me, you know, before coming in. Yeah. Not too different, is it? Not really. No. Um, but like I say, it's not a, uh, 
this is gonna the only reason I added that comment is because I know when we say stuff like that, that gets our, our ratings up. You can't say something it? controversial. So someone's gonna be like, Oh, listen in seven minutes of the uh, A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. And uh, yeah, but, but uh, by then, by they've got to seven minutes, they've downloaded the whole thing, and it counts as an extra download. Exactly, and then they're hooked. So we'll see you again next week. <laughs> so, um, but uh, but like I said at the time, like uh, I don't care per se. I just thought it would have been nice to yeah. have been asked because I think that's just wrestling. Well, what I perceive to be etiquette, and I think certainly if I wanted to run a show in Norwich, um, I think which I've said before, I wouldn't do because of my respect for the Knights. But if I if I ever you know, had the opportunity to go there, then the first person I'd be picking up the phone to is Ricky Knight and, uh, you know, trying to get his blessing or at least, um, you know, making him aware of the plans for it to happen. I think for them to find out, at the very least, whatever you can, whatever you say, I think for them to find out on the internet the same time that the rest of the wrestling world found out, I thought that was a little bit off. Sure. Um, In their venue. So it's not in their town either. It's their their venue venue, that they were running... Or are running, I believe, three or four days before, or a week before. Or one week before, and then ITV are giving away tickets um, for their shows one week later. So, like, do you know what I mean? It's like you could you could go to this wrestling mm-hmm. this week, or you could wait one week and uh, and see an ITV production. Yeah, for free. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I can understand their frustration. I hope it all lines itself out, um, and I hope that that ITV may have learnt some lessons from, from last time, but I bet they haven't. <laughs> we'll see, won't we, come? <laughs> I can, in fact, I can guarantee, they, summer, I can I guarantee they haven't. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. And I guess that's making WWE UK more aggressive as well, isn't it? So, I think the, the upside is a lot of people are going to wind up with jobs with WWE. So, good for them. And I feel like uh, the downside is everything gets turned on its head again and... Uh, Whatever happens at the end of it, I'd like to think I'll be around and like, you know, the, the promoters with longevity will be around, um, but we, we'll be around to kind of pick up the pieces of whatever's left or, you know, if, if either of them do take off, we'll be there kind of feeding off the scraps, you know, <laughs> so. It's very generous um, of them, yeah. So either way, either way um, is I don't, I don't envisage it's going to affect the way I do business personally. Um, I'm going to just keep keep plugging forwards, you know, like we say, one step at a time. And it, I really feel we're at the ground floor of something. I've been saying it for a long while now. Um, but I feel like if we just keep heads down, keep plugging away, um, and uh, I think we could we could achieve something. I agree. Yeah. So, this week's podcast. Got a guest. We have. And we've been talking about um, a lot of negative stuff the last few weeks, haven't we? Yeah, I guess in a in a random, it's you know it's not positive outcomes anyway. At the yeah. end of it, and I always it, so. talk about well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think my story last week had a positive outcome, but it was a it was a it was a long uh, road was a, to get a there. long road to get there, and there's a stand of torment. Oh, there was a few things I wanted to to add to this as well from last week. Okay. Can we do that quickly? Yeah, go, go on quickly. Okay, yeah. so all right, mate. <laughs> a good thing. I don't want another repeat of your so, telly story. That's all. <laughs> The telly story got over huge. Everyone's interested. Everyone's messaging me asking about OLED TVs and would I recommend them? <laughs> so, really? And I would okay. actually. I would recommend an OLED TV. Good. Um, and can, they're all pleased that I've informed them about consumer rights laws as well. 
So anyway, um, that show, just a couple of other things I just remembered at the end of it. So um, one of the things was um, that we'd, we'd planned to do when, when we restructured the show. So first of all, I had to pay. So NWE had paid some of the venue and I tried to ne- renegotiate the fee with the venue as well because it was so ludicrous and I couldn't, which was really unfortunate. And one of the ideas we had to uh, try and claw something back was to do a, uh, a training seminar on the day of the show with Chris Masters. Um, but the day before the show, we all went out to Jonglers in Portsmouth. Yeah. And Chris Masters. Um, I don't remember you being there. What do you mean you don't remember me being there? I don't remember you being there. I remember me, Marty, Carlito, Chris Masters went for the Chinese buffet. Yeah, and I... And, Chris, and then you went to Jonglers after. Chris Masters had the most strange... He was like... He had a dessert of like ice cream dipped in prawn crackers and yeah. all sorts because he was... I met I met you afterwards was, in Jonglers. Yeah. So after you did that, yeah, <laughs> you, we went to Jonglers and then we went out and uh, Chris Masters was a little worse for wear um, and didn't wake up on time to get out of bed and travel to London to do the... Because uh, I somehow somewhere. ended up in in a, in a car to collect them from the hotel. Although probably looking back, I didn't need to because uh, I didn't even go in the same car as Carlito and Chris Masters. But I can remember sitting in the lobby. I think you wanted to be mates with them, right? Well, no, probably because you'd sent me there. Go go get them. Go pick them up from the hotel. Whoever was driving, I can't remember. Oh, that's why. Because you were supposed to get them, I yeah, think. Yeah, and, the, and I was yeah, sat in the lobby they, for ages. And then they were going to go to the, come and do the training seminar. Chris Masters was. Yes. Carlito was coming in a later car, but they wound up going together because he missed the training seminar altogether. Yeah. So that happened. Oh, okay. So that happened on the <laughs> day of the show. That. Yeah, that happened on the day of the show. Um, but then, which is crazy, and I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to be in any... Uh, like, because, no, he, not, he, he hadn't taken anything just for... Um, you know, clarity's sake, you're just drinking alcohol. Um, but these nights, uh, uh, Jonglers, our friend, our good friend, Luke Thomas Betts, um, put on a spread for us, didn't he? Hurricane Luke, I like to call him. He calls it like he uh, he comes in, sweeps by, leads, leaves a scene of mass destruction behind, and leaves. And that's what <laughs> happened that night. See you later. <laughs> um, that's what happened that night. Um, but then, like, uh, for his match with Sticks later on that day, he was like absolutely glowing and <laughs> putting a hell of a shift. Ready to go. Um, uh, and the other funny story I remembered from that show was we had this uh, we had a ladder match as the opening match, and I wanted to tell this story because it relates to Chris Travis, who sadly is no longer with us. Um, and uh, it was a it was a Money in the Bank ladder match to start the show, um, and um, so we had all these ladders, um, and then the main ladder that I wanted them to use because it was just sturdy, it had rungs on both sides, was one of the ladders. Um, which uh, we'd actually used it originally in the TLC match with uh, the leaders and the thrillers at the IPW five-year anniversary show, right? Um, But it was one of those ladders that um, can extend to make one long ladder, or you can lift it up and over and it becomes uh, a ladder, a standard ladder, Yeah, (laughs) right? Um, And I showed the guys before the show how it worked, and there was no problems with last time they'd used it previously. And anyway, Chris Travis and uh, Martin Kirby. So Travis was winning the match um, with the help of Martin Kirby, who was going to, you know, they're going to work as a tag team. And the idea, they wound up eventually cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase for a tag team championship shot when everyone assumed that it would be a... uh, you know, a heavyweight championship shot, and they were you cash that in to win the tag team championships. And anyway, um, this ladder, um, they they literally had the ladder upside down because it didn't have like a because the ladder um, it could be extended to make one long ladder. It didn't have a big fat piece across the top. Are you picturing this? Yeah, I can, right. I can picture the ladder. And yeah. um, so, Trav's got this ladder. And he's trying to open it up and set it out. He's literally got the ladder upside down, right? 
and he can't work out but he's got the ladder upside down and he's getting more and more frustrated and they wind up the way they wind up climbing up the ladder and getting the belt was uh kirby lent the ladder against him and held it so he was essentially the other side of the ladder yes. whilst trav climbed up one side of his rickety ladder and he got the briefcase i remember he got the briefcase he looked at me and just threw a briefcase <laughs> on the floor <laughs> and he looked at me like he wanted to kill me when the reality of the situation was he had the ladder upside down the whole time i it's funny enough i nearly brought that story up last week but the way i remembered it was the the ladder had broken no it That's hadn't why. no it hadn't broken okay, so, i knew you did bring that up actually so, yeah, yeah like uh i do he, remember that one of the ladders broke but not the ladder he was using he and if you watch the tape back you'll see um as he's holding the ladder up you'll see it opening up you'll see the end which is in the sky you'll see that end opening up okay right which would be the bottom. Uh, which would be the bottom <laughs> Right. Sure. And he he assumed the ladder had broken, and that I've just got crap ladders and whatever. And whilst I'm sure I did get crap ladders, that ladder was absolutely fine. But he just had it upside down, um, and I just thought that was a nice story, and that was a nice way to start the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, cool. But there you go. So anyway, yeah, this week we've got a guest, so we're going to talk about some positive stuff this week. Um, but maybe it's a. Uh, it's going to have its. It's going to be like a good wrestling match, isn't it, or a good film? It's going to have its ups, its downs, its uh, its peaks and its valleys. Yes. Um, but we're going to look at, uh, uh, we're going to talk to one of our, our, our students from the Portsmouth School of Wrestling. Yeah, his name is Kieran Satterley, and he's sat right with us now. So um, we can't say anything, because normally what we were going to do is probably slag him off a little bit, <laughs> and then uh, he was going to walk in the room, and we were going to then do the interview. But um, but yeah, we're waiting on a delivery, and we've been kept waiting for quite a while, so unfortunately he's sat, he's sat with us. We can't really say anything too horrible yet. No, no. But when we start the interview, um, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll like telling his story. Um, he's uh, he's decided he's going to be pretty honest and open about everything, so should be good. And you know we don't we don't pull any punches on the A squared Circle Wrestling Podcast, so we'll uh, we'll ask all the questions that need to be asked, and uh, hopefully we'll get the, the solid answers. But um, but it's definitely I think definitely one that's going to be worth listening to. Um, a completely different perspective. We've spoken about all our um, you know all our past experiences, having a lot of. Um, so we say a lot of tenure in the wrestling business, sure. um, and now we're going to see it through the eyes of someone who's just just getting involved. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure I'm sure Kieran will tell us. But he, I've known, I think I met first first met Kieran about twelve years or so ago. Cool. Well, we'll start there. We'll start we'll there. We'll start there. Um, so when we come back, we're going to be uh, we're we're going to yeah, we'll play an advert for like Rocky's Toys or or rpwondemand.com. Yeah, or revolutionprowrestling.com. Or rockystoys.com. Or at A Quilden on Twitter. Or at RevPro UK on Twitter. Or at Shop RevPro on Twitter. Or at BoySimmons.com. Not, not dot com. Terrible. Terrible. Okay, we'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll be back in a second. Okay, so uh, so we're back after that, that wonderful interlude. Yes. And... Uh, we're joined by one of the, the trainees at the Portsmouth School of Wrestling, a man with a very interesting story to tell, um, Kieran Satterley. So, Kieran, thank you very much for, for joining us on the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast, or perhaps you should be saying thank you to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure. No, we are, we are very grateful you coming today, Kieran, to talk about your story. Um, well, I think probably one of, the, one of the most inspirational stories. And you hear that kind of sounds... When you say it out loud, and tell me if I'm wrong, like it's it can sometimes come across as a bit patronising, okay? Um, but obviously that's the least of our intentions. You know, we we want you to to tell your story and maybe inspire um, others who are, are down a similar path to you. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't sound patronising at all. Okay, good. Good. Obviously, that's that's not the intention. So, um, no, no, of course. All right, Kieran. So, like uh, I, I mentioned a minute ago, I thought I first met you about 12 years ago, either at um, an EWF show, but you think we might have met. I'm sure we met for the first time at a FWA Academy uh, training weekend. Okay. And that, was, that would have obviously been in Portsmouth, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Many years ago. So, okay. so start, start by telling us your story, Kieran. Like, where, where you... Uh, you know your your journey within the wrestling business. Um, so obviously, um, we know that you're with the Portsmouth School of Wrestling now. It obviously took you a bit of a yep. journey to get here, um, but you're still very much, I guess, trainee status. Yep. Um, but obviously, as you've just alluded to, this wasn't the first time you stepped foot in a wrestling ring. So tell us a little bit yep. about that. Um, I, well, I've, I've been interested in wrestling since I was 10, 11 years old. Um, it took me till I was about 18, 19. Uh, to sort of really think about giving it a crack. Um, when I, I think I was like 21, I saw an advert in an old pa- POW magazine. Was it POW? Power, Power of, of Wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, One for, of my favourites. Yeah, for the um, FWA Academy. And they were holding weekends at the time. Well, this might have been one of the first that they did. So I got in, ton- uh, got in contact with Mark Sloan at the time and uh, went down for the weekend. Um I didn't. I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't really ready for it at the time because I was unbelievably unfit. It was an unfit thing. You yeah. But you knew um, you wanted to do it. Oh yeah, it was something you. I definitely wanted to do. But then I sort of um, left it for a long time. And uh, so, so you went there and you realised you weren't ready for it because you weren't in no, shape. No, I, I was nowhere near ready for it mentally. But I don't think I was ready for it mentally. And that's yeah, I think I think you'll be more ready for it like mentally. Yeah, of course. Uh, rather than physically, because you know I get emails, you get emails. They, they people give themselves excuses not to come. Yeah, it's mm. almost like they they email um, asking. Uh, they ask for information, but it's always like, if I'm this, will it still be okay to do it? Oh, I'm a little mm. bit out of shape. Will that be okay, or should I get in shape first? Giving themselves outs, but the answer is always yes. Come and give it a go. See if you like it, and your fitness will improve naturally as you continue to do this and we can give you fitness programs to go alongside your professional wrestling training which will also contribute to your fitness getting better Um, but for a lot of people mentally they aren't there yet and we always say the hardest part of any journey when it comes to professional wrestling is stepping foot through the door for your very first session but in your case it maybe it was coming back so that yeah, second time. Yeah, I mean, I'd, at the time as well, at 21, I had what I what I think I had a horrendous attitude. Okay. Horrible attitude. So, like, so you thought, what you thought, oh, I've, I've been a wrestling fan 20, 10, probably yeah. 10 years. Yeah. I can, I can wrestle. Yeah. But Was that, that, that kind of... Mis- yeah, I think so, but that's obviously not the case. Like what you see on... T- like people don't know like what goes on in sure. in, in the in the schools. Like they don't know like the hours that are put in, the time, the effort, the dedication, the whatever so the case w- may be. Well, we still get guys turn up now, yeah. don't they? And no one's ever said it to us, but you know they've turned up thinking, I've watched wrestling, I've watched 4,000 hours worth of professional wrestling on the yeah. telly, I know what I'm doing. And they almost come in there like makeshift ring gear, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a young lad now who still does it, <laughs> isn't there? But um, yeah, so uh, yeah. So you had that that kind of attitude, do you think? I I, I think so. I, I did a lot of growing up um, from then to till now because of obviously what happened in between. So that, and um, we want we want to talk about that as yeah, well. Yeah, of course, so. of course. Anything. Yeah. Um, so so tell us in your journey. So from there, so the FWA Academy. Um, so that was your and in fact, let's just backtrack a little bit. What was it about wrestling that got you into 
into wrestling? What like what jumped out at you? Fun, funnily enough, like I, I grew up as a huge Hulkamaniac, as many did, but that's not what got me focused on the wrestling. The the guy that actually got me focused on wrestling, I was I, I don't know eight, maybe nine, and it was Earthquake. Um, Earthquake, I, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I actually saw him on on the TV, and as a um, I don't know, eight or nine year old, when you see like a twenties plus stone man. You think, wow, first of all. And then obviously his war with Hulk Hogan sort of got me leaning towards Hulk, the Hulk yeah, Mania. broke thing. my heart. Yeah, that one. That, yeah. that video. The, you know the video, uh, it's on the, there's like a music video where it plays uh, um, uh, the orchestra version of Hulk Hogan's Real American. music. Yeah. yeah and like, a, and then you've got Earthquake sitting on Hogan. I remember the closing shot of that, mm. that video montage is this Hogan's like vest and cross hung up in a locker. <laughs> And like it just slammed shut slowly, yeah. Yeah. and that was a that was it. And it was like, and they played that after Earthquake had sat on Hogan, and then they said they said to Hulk, Vince McMahon did an interview with Hulk Hogan, which we parodied. Remember when we did your of IPW course, yeah. uh, retirement video on the Wrestling Channel? Yes. And he said, "Well, if this is the last time we see you in a wrestling ring, I just want to say thanks for the memories." And then it plays a... <laughs> and anyway, yeah. Broke my heart as a child. But inspired you, so... Yeah, you know. yeah that's funny, You're getting me a little misty you wanted to get You wanted to get your revenge <laughs> for the Hulkster. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so you came down to the Bay Academy uh, yeah. weekend. And yeah. obviously a weekend like is nothing in terms of like wrestling training. No. Um, you know, it takes months and months of dedication yeah, of like we've alluded to. But um, what was your next step? Because you did wrestle... Um, somewhat professionally for a, a man called John Coppin. Yeah, I love dearly. I, re- yeah. I really enjoyed being around. John. And I've seen I've seen um, pictures of you with long hair as oh well. Oh God, yeah, but, um, yeah, it wasn't my best. Dec- I I went through <laughs> a phase of having every hairstyle and every facial hair design that Triple H has ever had, <laughs> and, I, and I still have you it. You still do. Okay, yeah, yeah, I still yeah. I still yeah. try and emulate that, and it are just you doesn't 2018 work. Triple H now. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah, just without the muscle mass, but yeah. yeah. But you're um, trying. So yeah. uh, so you started with John. Um, yeah, he ran yeah. a lot of holiday camps, wasn't he? He was on yeah. the Haven yeah. circuit, I so, believe. So, so had you done any more tricks? So when you no, I hadn't. John, I, so you've just done a weekend camp? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I went from that. Then I had a, a few years of sort of getting my... Well, a couple of years of getting my head together. Then I actually... Th- I, there was a show um, in... Well, it was local. I think it was Yapton. In the Yapton Village Hall. You know, I've never heard of Yapton. No, oh, okay. <laughs> there, yeah, you, there you go. Know. Yeah. It's probably the most mind-numbingly boring place ever. But um, there was a poster up for a local show, so I actually phoned John, who's obviously he's, he's mobile for tickets, and, and I said, do you do training? And he said, well, we haven't started yet, but we're, we're thinking about it. And I ended up going to uh, train in the Yapton Scout Hut with them, not, not on a weekly basis, unfortunately. But um, we went in there, trained um, under a couple of guys. Uh, then we were put on shows. I, f- I felt it was a little too early, but it was in rumbles. Okay. I actually sort of started out doing a couple of rumbles. As a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so who was it, who who were the trainers? So so John John was a promoter. So just give you a background on John Coppin. Mm. Uh, he he was just a sort of like um, I don't mean it's spitefully or unkind. He was just a bit of a small time promoter. He'd run yeah, yeah. sort of like. And he had a couple of little holiday camps as well. Yeah, holiday camps. And like a lot of the guys, like um, 
you know, like Terry Frazier, Shah Samuels, mm. um, Tommy Newt Stevens, Breed, Tommy Stevens, yeah, <laughs> guys I like, wrestled for him, um, but yeah. guys like that, and like you had like your Chris Lanells, and you know, all of that, the kind of the drop kicks crew, a lot of those guys all all got their first real wrestling experiences working with John Copping, um, and um, and as well, like, so, and you say they're kind of small time, and with, with all due respect, um, and um. But and, and that's what they were for a lot of people. They were kind of entry-level shows before the mm. Brian Dixons and Scott Conways of the world. Yeah, yeah, that fair to yeah, absolutely. I think it's spot on. Yeah, because he he was when I first met John, he was Scott Conway's ringman. I want to say yeah, because I, I always recognised him from he used to do the belt. Like I, like I don't like again. Like, I wasn't involved in the wrestling business, but uh, many of the early shows that I went to, John Coppin was a very familiar face for me. He'd always be there and he'd be sat by the ring bell. Yes. Which is is kind of... Yeah. A ring bell is often a rare thing in British wrestling these <laughs> days, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Apparently so, so, yeah. So, someone's nicked ours. Yeah. So. But, uh, you know, he didn't... He he didn't. He never looked particularly approachable. No. So, you know, he didn't... But, yeah. but once you did meet him, uh, yeah. he's like, I guess everyone in life is... Not everyone's approachable, but when you do eventually approach him, you go, oh, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, I love John. I, I miss him a lot. Yeah, I, yeah. I love he, John. He he's died maybe... Guy. Three, four years ago, maybe, yeah, yeah. So I think he was in ill health for a few years. Yeah, but um, his daughter still wrestles. Jo- Josie, Josie does, yeah, yeah. Josie still wrestles. So the legacy is living on. Yeah. So you, um, so you started with John. You, yep. you, you did some rumbles, and then yep. eventually, did you do some singles tags? Do um, go on to I, I started like back after the rumbles, going into tag matches. Okay. And um, after that, I think that that's where John started noticing I had issues. Okay. Which is obviously what we're attitude issues know. or no, no uh, drink issues, drink issues, drink issues with drink. Okay, so that is sort of like what we're um, yeah. What that is going to be your message, isn't it? How you how you yeah yeah. To, I hope so. I hope to drink. It, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so what he sent you away? What was um, your behaviour? Were you no? I kind of left on my own accord because yeah. I thought this this just isn't fair. So so take um, us so take us take us back a bit then. So yeah. So so obviously this is when drinking became. A real issue for you. I think so. Um, I think. So, did you used to drink beforehand? Was it like how did it? Was there anything that kind of led up to this and spiral like spiraled it up to a level where it became a problem? I, I, I think so. In t- I'll go back a bit. Um, in two thousand and two, um, I lost my dad. Okay. Um, in March, uh, to drink. Funnily enough, yeah, it's alcohol related. Um, then a few months later, a friend of mine died in a car accident. And then a few months after that, a friend of mine drowned while on holiday while on holiday in Spain. And then a, about a month after that, my uncle died from cancer. So that's four people that's in the space years. of eight months. Yeah. But uh, I could I could use that as an excuse, which I did for a very long time. But it, it's hard to because no one was putting the bottle to my mouth. That's fact. Sure. I, I was. I was. I was doing the hot well, it's not even hard work, but you know what I mean. I I was the one putting the bottle to my mouth. But I think that that kind of added to it, I guess. Okay, but you know, you know, you're not the only one. You know, so like, of course, of you course. know, a lot of people, a lot of people use tragedy. Not use tragedy. Yeah. I don't mean that like as in like. That's kind of how it felt though, Andy. Okay. They're, they're the right. That's the right way. Are you way sure? Of saying okay. It. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, you had you had severe tragedy within the eight month period. Mm. You, you know, there's millions of people of who, course. Have, who have exactly. problems with it, with drugs, drink, all sorts of issues. Exactly. Who use that tragedy? Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, yeah. So they, that's how it mm. starts. It's, it's an escape mechanism. Would that be? Uh, yeah. Fair to yeah, say. I'd say that's that's pretty spot on. And um, yeah. So so for you for 
throughout this time? So this happened before you. Was yeah, that before yeah, that, you got was back before. with John? Yeah, I and think um, maybe I used it like because I always said to my dad that I wanted to get into wrestling. Maybe I thought oh, I'll give it a crack in his honour. And at the time, I wasn't really sort of. <coughs> excuse me. I wasn't really hitting it heavy at the time. And it's weird because as an alcoholic, nine times out of ten, you won't be able to tell someone why you started drinking. If you ask an alcoholic why they started drinking, it's it's a culmination of stuff. But you can't give a, a, a straight answer. Okay. Which I still haven't been able to give. But no. But do you think do you think you probably don't even really need to though? You know, you're. No, I mean, I no. Yeah. Not really? No. Yeah, I guess so. And and at the time, so uh, so so then you get you get in. You're wrestling with John. Yep. And he realises that drinking's a problem for yep. you. Yep. Um, were you drinking whilst... Uh, were you under the influence whilst you were wrestling? Or was uh, it after the shows? I'll or? be honest with you, Andy, yeah. Um, I, was, I wasn't turning up blottoed. But I'd, I'd turn up. Sort of, and to training as well, I'd sort of yeah. turn up half cut. Right. I'd hide it with mints or whatever. I don't. I don't have mints today because I've been. <laughs> yeah, I so you had a mint earlier. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> not today. Not not these days. But yeah, I'd 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 cover it well. And if the, if people didn't know at the time, they obviously do now. But you know. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, but, you say. But to John, he he noticed, and did he pull yeah. you aside or? Um, yeah, yeah, we, I know we you had. Said you took yourself out of this situation, right? No, yeah. But I mean, we had we had many. I had many road trips with him. When he said, um, he would say to me, Kieran, just sort it out. And you could you could do something, you could be somebody even within the wrestling business. You could do something with yeah. yourself. Um, at the time, sadly, I didn't really take a lot of notice. But well, is it, is it even when even when anyone says that to you, whether probably whether it's wrestling or yeah, sports, anything, life it, in general, in life in general, yeah. people say you could be someone. No one really believes it. Yeah, no. yeah like no. some people do, and it's those people who do really make it. I think. Yeah, who have that self belief and, yeah. and confidence. And I've I've spoken to a number of people, not in in your situation, but where okay. it's kind of like um, it's in a position of look, you could make something of this wrestling mm. if you just dedicate yourself to it, mm. and like. Often you get the self-defense mechanisms come up when people um, they assume that I'm attacking them, yeah, of course. or they're saying, "Well, I would do." And a lot of people use stuff um, as a, as an excuse, so they might yeah, use course. their 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 job as an excuse as to why they can't go to the gym. When the reality yeah. of a situation is, if you want to go to the gym, you can make time to go mm. to the gym. Um, you know, they'll use, I don't know, like finance is an excuse when mm. anyone can do press-ups at home. Just as an example. Yeah, of course. Yeah. People look for problems rather than um, rather than solutions. And I've had that, that meet, mm. that, it's almost like that, um, it's almost like you have that discussion with someone and they either take one path where they, yeah. you know, where they agree with you, they take on board and they, they act positively about it or they mm. t- take the other path because it's always a gamble when you have that conversation because no, yeah, one ne- no one really continues to do, I don't know, this is my personal experience, but no one tends to just carry on following the middle road. They'll either go one way and listen to what you say or they'll go the other way and rebel completely and be like, yeah. well, that guy, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know, yeah, and be like, you yeah. know. Then it's all awful. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then we get the yeah. blame for it. And yeah, I would use the defence mechanism all the time. All, all the time like if people would say even even little things like they'd say how are you doing Kieran I'd think what, what do you mean what, why are you asking me right. why are you picking on me and not anyone it's weird it's, it's 
Okay. It's strange, but that's how it was. So. Okay, so so John John spotted these signs. Yeah. So what you just you jacked in wrestling for? Yeah, a... I actually I actually stopped um, talking to John as well. Okay. Which, which I regret. Did you speak to him was... again? Did you ever get t- get in touch? No, with I him? didn't. You didn't. Which I which I really regret. Because yeah. I miss John a lot. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of this, people do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of the things. I knew he was ill. Um, I said I'd go to the hospital to see him because he got very sick. Yes. Um, and got hospitalised and whatnot. And I said I'd go to the hospital to see him, and I never made that trip. And okay. It, it kind of haunts me today, but it's kind of one of them things that you can't dwell on it too much. No, of course. Because, you know. But I'm sure yeah. if, if John was still here, he'd be very happy to see. I'd, I'd hope so. I'd know, hope he'd be sure proud of sure what he's done. So and, and, and that's a, that's the important thing to, to bear in mind. Like, everything was that this is all very much a journey for you. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, so Tell tell me where where did you go from here? So you just left John. Um, um, yeah, um, I got a job working for the NHS, and I was to cut a long story short. I was I was drinking at work. Um, I got let go from there, and that's it. That's when it started going really crazy. And, and what year I are was, we talking here? Uh, about three four years ago now. Okay, when it so started. To and this is just. As a quick thing, because I always recognise your name for when we first started the training school. Right. Your name would always pop up as someone who was like asking about the school. Oh, really? Am okay. I right? Did uh, you, yeah, yeah. You put oh, certainly, yeah. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd have told ask. you as well. And if yeah. I pulled up my Facebook Messenger, I swear I'd have ten messages. Mm. I recommend. And yeah. Sometimes yeah. I get back to you, but other yeah. times I yeah. think you're not coming because like, yeah. it'll be like yeah. yeah I'm coming today I'm coming yeah. today yeah that's right that's and, right yeah. and then you'd never come no, I guess that right. was all part yeah. of yeah. all part of your illness right? yeah yeah. I'm a, I remember uh, I must have messaged you Andy about six seven maybe eight times oh at least not. yeah yeah at least yeah <laughs> like you say but yeah it never happened but but you are always yeah. someone Kieran that although and I, I wasn't purposely being ignorant I don't think no no but of course I couldn't I tried to encourage you as much as I could mm. But for every say two or three messages you'd send me regarding, um, you know, regarding joining the school, yeah, I would yeah. always get back to you yeah. because I re- I don't know I just although I didn't really know you I just did always like you yeah so I yeah. wanted you to come and I and I I mm. knew through Facebook statuses of your own um, you know saying you know that's it I'm done with drink now yeah um, I I wanted to kind of. And mm. again, not patronisingly, but I wanted to help you. Yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah. that's why I w- I'd say, Come I'll on. be forever grateful for that as well. No, you know I mean, it's, it's all right. Like, uh, you know, I quite yeah. just wanted the best for you. Yeah, of course. Um, and you then just wanted your tenor. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I had to, I had to, a bit of a light heart. <laughs> you say that, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, tell us, yeah, te- like, go on, tell us from here because I, I kind of cut you off there about about. Um, the, the time scan. Yeah, yeah. Then, then I sort of, that's when it sort of started spiraling. Out. This was my when I hit rock bottom. Like from then, this was my daily routine, and it's nuts. Um, I would get up at five thirty in the morning. I would go down to Tesco Express, which is a fifteen-minute walk away from me. I would literally be licking the windows and banging on the windows for them to open. I would go in. I would buy a liter bottle of vodka, and by the time I'd got home in that fifteen-minute walk. I drank two thirds of that bottle in mixed with Coke or whatever I could get my hands on. And then I'll drink the rest at home and then I'll go out and I'll buy more and I'll just wander the streets, which would eventually lead to me being out on the streets. So you you are so so you obviously lost the job at the NHS, like yeah, you said. Yeah. Did you get another job soon after that? No, no, that's where it I actually I was actually signing on. Like okay. going down to the job office. 
because um, at the time, I don't know if they still do it, because I haven't been down there for ages, but you'd fill out a job seekers form. Mm-hmm. And you didn't really even have to prove that you'd been looking for work. You just had to write down that you had. Okay. So obviously, it's a it's a cop out, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. Excuse me. Write down what you've been doing. Take it down there. They give you your money. Mm-hmm. You go back to Tesco's. Of course. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. That was pretty much. That was every day. And then it got to the point where I'd wake up shaking and sweating. Just because you needed. A yeah, drink. yeah. 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 And then I'd have to. Do, it was like a, I'd do that all again, every day. A litre of vodka every day. So, and, th- and then you lot, wound yeah. Yeah. And then, so, so you, you still had a place and then you wound up... On the street. On the street. Uh, my mum, bless her, I mean, she obviously had enough. Oh, so, so I actually in, left... Yeah, I was uh, at my mum's okay. while I was getting stuff together. Um, I actually left of my own accord because I thought, you know what? Uh, I can't put my family through this anymore. It's crazy. I can't do it. Oh, and... Um, so I just went out on the street. And how uh, old were you about this? Twenty. This was. This was. Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, no. This was um, just recently. I'd been drinking heavily for about ten years. Okay. Like and covering it and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this this was maybe two and a half years ago, I think. Okay, so how old are you well, now? Uh, I'm thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. So when you're about yeah. thirty-four. Yeah, thir- yeah, thirty-four. Thirty-four-ish. Yep. Two and a half years ago. So so that's when you decided to like my mum. I yeah, I just left. I just left. Okay. I packed a bin bag and left. And it was while I was on the streets. Um, I started doing silly things because when you're on the street, you have to do stuff to survive. Okay. I rob shops, and that's where I was done a little, um, a little. Uh, ho- I took a little holiday at <laughs> Her Majesty's pleasure. <laughs> put it in that way. So, so just before, like, we'll get into that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, of course. Like, so before your. Um, so, so your time on the streets. Mm. How would your does your routine change at all when you're you're on no. the streets? No, funnily enough, if if you can get it, if it's not nailed down, you take it basically. And, and um, did you ever encounter any scary situations? Oh yeah, of course. I remember um, early hours of the morning. Uh, one morning, I was asleep on a bench, um, and uh, four. I don't. I don't want to stereotype, but four Eastern European people try to kick the 10 bales of you-know-what out of me. Um, that was quite... You were just minding your own business. I was asleep. Sleeping. But yeah. what they what they didn't know is, like, I had a... Um, I think he was Lithuanian powerlifter that I'd met. Yeah. He was actually having a wee in the bushes at the time. And uh, when they tried beating me up, a big hulk of a man came out. Oh, really? Went, yeah. you're all right, Kieran? And they sort of went, woo, and ran off. But <laughs> okay. uh, that was pretty scary um, at the that, time. This Lithuanian chap, he, he wasn't homeless? He was homeless as he well. He was homeless as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. He come over here like I don't want to get all American, not, not American sounding, but he come over to find a dream, mm-hmm. and um, he hadn't found it, and he wound up on the street himself. And I sort of got to know him a bit. Uh, we did. We, we weren't like tight, but I'd, if I saw him on the street, we'd sit down, have a can of you know what, like alcohol and yeah. uh, chat and. What not, but yeah, it was, it was, that was pretty scary. I mean, I've been, I've been, well, they have attempted, I've been, uh, someone's attempted to mug me. Uh, that, that didn't work out too well for them, but, um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's been a couple of, couple of hairy moments, a yeah, couple you. of, 
Okay, so so you went to so obviously you're not working. Are you signing on still when you're homeless? Can you uh, still do that? No, really? I wasn't at the time. So you, you can't do it when you've not got an address, right? No, Is that's that, right. You have yeah. to have a fixed abode. Yeah. So what? So yeah. So and obviously you you are only getting your money by stealing, begging. Yeah, you, I mean we yeah. didn't even beg. A lot of people would drop you money. Okay. Yeah. Like so you get drops because um, from what I've heard, it's illegal to verbally ask okay. for money on the street. But you didn't really need to because a lot of people would drop you couple of quid here, five of there. But when that run out, you go to the shop and you'd steal. And that's where I got caught and uh, numerous times. And then eventually uh, took a little break. So so was it a culmination of of getting caught that led to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I went to court numerous occasions, but there's only so many times they can let you off. And I got let off a lot. Yeah. Um, um, So... And and you were st- so when you when you took your vacation, yeah, um, yeah you could call it that. Yeah. You were still on the streets at that time. Yeah, yeah. So it was so like a good thing for me in a way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tell us a tell us a little bit about that if you want to. Of course. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, uh, I went to Lewis Prison, um, in that's Brighton. Right? Yeah, Brighton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did some time there on the rehab unit, and they let. I did eight weeks there. And the crazy thing is, is they let you out and they pay you when they let you out. So they've dropped £45 my way. And I said, um, so you're giving a recovering alcoholic £45. I'll go and spend that on Haribo and Milky, milky Bars, shall I? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I, I literally laughed at them because... I remember you telling me that last yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, I went straight down the shop, bottle of vodka, straight on it again. And in that, in that, and then I was back in prison again. After that, and after that, and after that, and after that, I served sort of maybe eight or nine times, but only only for um, petty crimes. Okay. And was it always so, a short stint? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the most I did was eight weeks. Yeah. So, so, so that eight weeks, you said you're in the recovery uh, program. Yeah. Did you even after those eight weeks? And I. And people laugh at me when I say things like, and I'm not comparing to at all, but mm. when I say, right, I'm going to start eating healthy. I've been yeah. eating healthy for two weeks now. People go, oh, it's only two weeks. But like, everyone's got to start yeah. somewhere. Yeah, so yeah, eight weeks, did you feel like, oh, I've I've taken a big step here? Or um, were you just... But you were still drinking during those eight weeks though, right? No, no, because I was in prison. Okay, but uh, sorry, I thought you said they let you out. Oh, I, I no, get what you're saying. No, after they let me out. they let you yeah, out. Yeah, they, they give you, you a discharge. Pounds, like walking the street money yeah, to kind yeah. of get yourself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm Which I thought sorry. was I was, crazy. I was under the impression you were on some kind of day release. <laughs> no, 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 no. You come back blotto. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, yeah, they they release me and then they pay me my money. Yeah. Um, then so it was almost like you got a wage for... They yeah, gave you a roof yeah. over your head. Food, TV. And then they gave you a wage. Yeah. To so why would I want to be on the street when I've got this? Yeah. I know it's prison, but it's not... It's better than nothing. Yeah, right? it's a warm bed. Yeah. And food, free, free meals a day. Um, TV, a kettle in your room. And did Co- you make friends there? Uh, yeah, I, I met some people that are handy to know on the outside, which is good. Sure. Um, but I do won't upset you, Kieran. Don't worry. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know. I'd, I'd actually. We're d- friends. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't um, get involved with anyone in there that did drugs on the outside. I, I sort of distanced myself from them. But um, on the rehab unit, there's only sort of X amount of cells. And everyone in there is supposedly getting clean. Um, 
Yeah, but when when you get out a lot of nine, nine times out of ten, they they don't. And, don't, and don't, so so during this time, did you like so? Did you want to be clean? Um, the first time, no, not really. I just wanted a warm bed and some food, and I knew I'd be getting money when I got out. So I I knew where that was going straight away. Um, that that forty five quid that couldn't last any longer than two days. Oh, two no, One two day. days, two day no, yeah. two days it was yeah. Because okay. I'd buy the the worst tasting vodka in the world. It tasted like hairspray. Yeah, I kid you not. It was horrible. I probably had it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> used to drink Smirnoff Ice. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I did. I did have a vodka phase when I was nineteen twenty. Yeah. So um, um yeah but, but okay. yeah it was it wasn't it wasn't the best of times but it was safer than being on the street. Right? Okay. And so so what led to you um deciding it was time to clean your act? Oh I mean oh. um it was probably the well the last time I was in prison. Like I'm I'm not a religious man by any means but over the last what will be 2 years in August I've become uh, very spiritual and that last day in prison I, d- I didn't actually call out to anyone. I just, well, I did because I spoke, I, t- I said it. And literally, I said, there has to be something else. When I get out of here, I can either die. I can um, come back here again. Or I can get my life together. And obviously, option C was the best option. But like I say, I'm not a religious man. But there must be, there's something that's cause that got through to you. It must have because sure. I came out of there, and I, I didn't feel the need to drink anymore. So because we, me and you have discussed this a, a yeah. few times, that uh, I was doing a show down in Bognor Regis, which yeah. is where you live. Yeah. And I went into a shop and I came out and yeah, you were stood right in front of me. Yeah, at my worst. It's sort of yeah. probably one o'clock in the afternoon. And yeah. You were hammered. At my worst. Yeah. Really, well, like really. Really mm. drunk, and it was probably wasn't all that long before that you'd been sent me another message about yeah about coming well, back to the school. And I d- um, I'll just say, like every time I saw you, Andy, or or message, it was just a case of you saying, "Come to training." Yeah, that's all you said. Sure, just come to training. Mm-hmm. You didn't judge me. You didn't no. whatever the case may be. You'd say, "Come to training, come to training," and eventually, obviously, I I did. Yeah, <laughs> this was like after uh, not. Uh, May last year. May last year. It's nearly That's been a year. That's when you came. Yeah. That's when you first so arrived. You, so you would have been clean for how long when you decided uh, to? So I think you said August, right? So uh, August two thousand and sixteen. That was. So you came May two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. Um, That's eight months. Good. And we're all sat here going like August, September, October. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> I'd forgotten. I said I hadn't had a drink for so long. Why am I forgetting? <laughs> but um, yeah, I booked uh, after Andy messaged me. I thought. Well, let me have a little crack. Then, uh, then I uh, messaged Rishi Ghosh, and um, he said, "Yeah, come and come and try private." I think you said, "Yeah, go and go and have a go with said, Rishi." Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Rishi starts just yeah. started doing the one-to-one yeah. classes, like private classes. And I thought yeah. it might be good for you to. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure it was a message on along those lines. So I booked a um, a class up with Rishi. Um, and I've I've not I've not missed I've I've never looked back. I mean, Rishi opened the doors for me. He's like a friend and a mentor now, like you, Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I c- I can't say anything bad really. So I I want I want to go back just a little bit. So um so you you came out in in that that time and you you yeah. you, you had that desire to no longer want to drink. Yeah. 
obviously it's not like a it's oh no a no it's de- no it's definitely not I mean the, the the following week I I rang AA I actually no I went to a um a project called the Clockwalk Project okay and what Volker. about just, sorry what about your living circumstances so I went home I okay, said I said yeah, you back yeah. And I said mum this is it this is it she just said oh, I've heard all this before because you do with yeah. alcoholics you hear it or any addicts I would imagine I've never done any of the other stuff but with with alcoholics you hear it all the time oh this is it now I'm going to change blah 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 blah. and she didn't have to she could have just said yeah whatever Um, but yeah she welcomed me back that the next day I got out of prison went home the next day I went to a project for addicts called the Clockwalk Project in Bognor Um, I didn't get on well with that so I thought I took picked up a leaflet phoned AA I went to their meetings for X amount of months before before I uh, sort of left them because I'm not putting it down. You get sober however you need to get sober. All power to you. But for me, AA wasn't. It's was very. I found I found it very preachy. It didn't work for me, but what works for me doesn't work for others, and vice versa. So um, after that, I've, I've just after AA, um, I left them, and I've just kept up a routine. And and just kept plugging away and plugging away and plugging away. So it's very much for, you, for yourself. It's really come from within. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like I don't, I'm, I don't want to suck up to anyone or anything. But I owe a lot of my sobriety to pro wrestling. I was, I was going to ask you that, like that it being like, oh, thank God for pro wrestling. But no, no, you know, it's a fact. You, you, were, you, you loved it as a child watching it. Yeah. You gave it a go in your twenties. You're yep. now giving it a, a much better, stronger go oh, in your thirties. Absolutely. Is that kind so, of yeah. what keeps you going every day? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I owe I, I, like a, a huge amount of my recovery to pro wrestling and the Rev Pro School and and Rev Pro. I owe a lot of it to you guys, right? Um, you know, because like in my opinion, I said it on Monday to Dan. In my opinion, and and many many others. I'm training at the best wrestling school in the country. Thank you, Kieran. No, that's just <laughs> fact. That's fact. Sure. Whether whether, pe- whether some people like it or not, it's fact. And in, in like in my greener than grass opinion, mm-hmm. and again many many others, I'm training under the watchful eyes of some of the best in the country. Cool. Thank you. And uh, and Andy didn't pay you anything to say. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's actually <laughs> coming straight. Sure that's actually coming say. straight from the heart. And, and that's great. And, that's and, cool. and, yeah. and so so for you and and for for a lot of people and for so many people and for me, like I I always say, like if it wasn't for pro wrestling, I don't know where I'd be mm. in this world. Um, well, I'd, I'd probably be a millionaire. But <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, but in all seriousness, like pro wrestling is it's comforted me when I've been yeah, down yeah. Um, it's kind of helped push me along when I've been up yeah, and it's always yeah. given me something to aspire to and like I just I mean not a lot of people can understand it but I hope that people who listen to this podcast can understand like mm. what a wonderful thing professional wrestling oh, can actually be yeah. um, so um, in terms of uh, so in terms of pro wrestling then um, mm. was it do you still get enjoyment watching pro wrestling I, I still love pro wrestling it's funny like because wherever I was on the street you knew who prison. the WWE champion was. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd find out somehow, <laughs> or the, who the ref pro champion was. No, I'd um, wherever I was on the street in rehab in prison, uh, wherever I'd always turn back to pro wrestling. It's strange. Even in prison, I I read like Edge's book. I read Big Daddy's book. Um, 
I read it's the best book on the market, Big Daddy's book. Okay, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I read I read Edge's book. I read Big Daddy's book. Um, I read Chris Jericho's book again. Uh, that'd be a lion's that, tale. That actually is the best book. A lion's it's tale. It's a great yeah. book. It, it is, is a great book. Best. It's a great book. Oh, it's it is top. really good. It's one of the t- it's definitely Joy first up there, yeah. with great yeah. hearts. I actually yeah. read um, a book. Well, I start I've started reading. Well, started reading a book called Blue Blood on the Mat as well, which is really good. So. Um, did you ever read The Holy Grail by Greg Lambert? I know I got off. I actually got offered that. Book. <laughs> a, I, I actually got offered the book by Greg Lambert oh, at really? a Impact taping. Oh wow! Is it, thank uh, God um, you didn't read it. Otherwise, you might not you have come to the. Uh, oh really? The oh, you wouldn't like me very much. Yeah. No. Oh okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, he has a great. But we're mates now. I mean, well, we're not yeah. mates. We we've we've cleared the air, and maybe we yeah, are thanks mates. To, thanks to this podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> maybe we are mates. Um, so. Uh, uh, so wrestling, it's always been this esca- always, es- es- escapism, always. would you yeah, I would say, say so. Even a, as a kid, as as an adult, even as an adult, because for for two hours or three hours, you're not in the real world anymore. Yeah, you've just you're summed away. It up perfectly. You're away with something else. Um, you can be something like you can be something you shouldn't or wouldn't be in the real world. Yeah, if you not if you see what and, I mean. And I I completely agree with you. And it's all about. For me, it's it is that escape yeah. escapism. It's all all about that suspension of disbelief, yeah, of and course. it's all about um, just getting lost in the moment. And oh, I think absolutely. that that's uh, I think that one of wrestling's biggest struggles is um, that it's so hard to mm. verbalize that mm. to um, to I don't want to say to normal people because we are normal people, but it's very hard right. to <laughs> verbalize that to people outside of wrestling who look at it and say, "Well, what do you like that for?" You know? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of inspirational stories within wrestling as well, isn't there? Like Eddie Guerrero's. Um, I still look. I, uh, his book and his book is like my bible, really. I always go back to the sobriety pages. Of yeah, that there's book. a little bit of that that you like as well, isn't yeah. there, Andy? The Eddie Guerrero book. Do you remember that? The piece of advice he gave. Um, what about the staying sober? Yes. Yeah. So it, it, I think it was on his DVD. He said. Yeah. Can I stay sober? No, staying sober for the rest of my life sounds like an impossible mountain mm. to climb, but staying sober for the rest of the day, I can yep. do that. Yeah, that's yep. what that's, that's yep. something very similar to that. And yeah, that is kind of obviously I don't look at it in terms of drink and mm. drugs and whatnot, but you know, there's something I need to remind myself about. Mm. Uh, I mean, with that. every hour is a bonus if you if you look at it like that. Every okay. hour is a bonus. Every morning I get up, it's a bonus because I could have died. I was in a coma for two days. Were you really? Yeah. How did- um, that was uh, due to alcohol, okay. alcoholism. Um, I, I, through my dull-headedness slash ignorance, I didn't know you could go cold turkey. It can okay. be dangerous, yeah. Um, yeah. which I did. Yeah, and I had an alcoholic seizure and slipped into a coma. So they put me in. They induced it, and I was in the coma for two days. And this was when you were. Uh, this this was when I. This was in between because I I. Gave up and relapsed a yeah, lot of times. Yeah, a lot of people do. Of course, right? yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna. And this was just, and this was one yeah. of the one of the bits in between yeah. where you'd given up. I and thought, then... oh, I'll just give up, and I, I went into an induced coma, and they medica- medicated me and whatnot. I, I actually did it again. Went went cold turkey after that. After I come out yeah. of the coma, thank thank heavens. But I did it again. I I seizured, and I went to the doctor, and he said to me. Um, Go and buy eight cans of cider. Wow. I went, what? He went, uh, go and buy it. I was, I was up out the chair. I thought, ooh, <laughs> nice. And um, I said, you're kidding, right? He went, no, because your body is so used to 
the intake, if you just cut it, your body goes into shock. So you have to wean yourself off of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he told me to go and get eight cans. Obviously, don't drink them, like, down them and get blottoed, but wean yeah. yourself off week in, day in, week out, week out. Wow, so, and that's just, like, another one of those challenges that I guess oh, yeah. people don't and see, you know, and it's uh, it just adds to that struggle. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, it is a struggle, alcoholism. Like, I, I have real issues with people, and this is going to be a bit controversial, um, I have issues with people saying it's a disease, because for me, that's kind of a slap in the face for anyone that's had cancer or or any life-threatening disease. Yeah, but you it, say it, that, and I, I don't want to. No, 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 no. But no. like, I think like, I think you're being hard on yourself in the sense of, mm. um, uh, again, a lot of people get cancer, yeah, and, yeah, and it, it's completely unavoidable. Of course. But some yeah. people get cancer because of yeah, life decisions uh, they've made yeah, earlier uh, on in life, and surely drinking's no different. Than, uh, th- to me, that's that. like you get that due to an addiction mm. like alcoholism it's an addiction to me i don't i don't class it as a disease you've got uh you've got the dis- for me personally you've got the disease from the addiction okay i Do understand you see what, what i mean yeah, yeah yeah can follow um, that through yeah yeah that that's that's the that's the long for me that's that's what i think yeah and you're but, like to me you come across as someone who's very mentally strong i, um, I am now and yeah. and and like a but you only you become strong. It's the same way, mm. I guess. This is a, a maybe a weird analogy, but it's the same way, I guess. If you if you go to the gym, mm. your muscles might be weak to begin with, and there's yeah, a struggle to get them strong. And then, you know, once mm. they're strong, uh, does that is that fair? A fair I, assessment? I, yeah, I think so. But I, th- I think like it's it's also the support network you have around you. For me, yeah, like they're all warriors. Really, they really are because they put up with so much BS. Yeah, me. it's uh, unbelievable. And I think one of the one of the reasons why I really wanted to to get you here to talk about this stuff is mm. because I see all your uh, your Facebook statuses. Yeah. yeah, you know, every one of them is a positive. Yeah, a that's... positive statement. Mm. And I know sometimes you wind up apologising at the end of them because yeah, like, yeah. there's there's a lot of them. But to me, like that stuff's inspirational, and oh, that stuff. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. You know, I think that the most important thing that anyone can do, be it in mm. the wrestling business or be it in life in general, is learning from other people's experiences. Yeah. And in many ways, so you don't have to make the same mistakes they've done. No, no. Um, and I think that a big part of this for me has been you, you know, you've been very honest here and, and I thank you for that. And, uh, yeah. and, and, I, and I hope that some people who might be struggling can... Yeah. can learn from your experiences and the fact that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Well, if I, if I can... So I don't want to sort of Hollywood it, but um, if I can in- inspire one out of a hundred, then my job's done. Sure. Any more than that is a the massive, massive bonus. <laughs> but people you. aren't, they're not alone though. Like just reach out, ask for help, beg for it. There's no shame in either. Yeah, and really what, what, not. what we do as well, Kieran, is if we ask you if, if you've got anything, any places you can recommend where people can talk to, we can add it to the episode notes as well. Um, um so, uh, so we we get that information off you at the end okay. if, if you've got anything in mind. Okay. Um, and uh, we can also put it on a new Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get a nice picture of the three of us together um, and put it up. Yeah, that'll yeah. be our first first post on the yeah. Facebook page. Right? Yeah, and um, uh, so 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 within wrestling, just want to as we're we're kind of drawing to a close, but um, okay. um, 
it, time's flown by. It has, yeah, hasn't actually, it? Yeah. It always does. Hour, yeah. Always Gosh. does when you're in our studio because yeah. we're we're such good conversationalists. Yeah, um, is that a word? Yeah, Why well, not? near enough. Who cares? <laughs> it is um, so, um, so, so, within the, so, you started your, your private sessions with Rishi. Yeah, um, and then amazing. how long was it before you you kind of dipped your toes in the water of the group sessions? <coughs> um, and also, as a double barrel question, um, mm. when you got to the when you got to the group sessions. Um, like, cause you're a very honest guy, right? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Did you tell the, those peers within the group about your struggles beforehand, um, and how have people reacted to it once they found out? Um, yeah, I started with Rishi last May, um, which has been incredible. He, he really is a bag of knowledge; it's unbelievable. Um, I went to the uh, about a month. It was probably about a month to six, but maybe six weeks after that, I went to the beginners sessions. Um, I, I kind of said about my past, not to get attention, but I, I always say it because um, there may be someone else there that's going through it. Yeah. And they know. Then they'll know that, you know. They can talk to you. If if, if they want to. Yeah. If they want to. But everyone knows, a majority of the people know about my past and I don't shy away from it. It's one of them things. And has everyone been cool with you about yeah, that? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. But a great bunch. Like I'm, I met a great bunch of lads when we when I first started we're still like, I suppose we're like a little clique I suppose I think, well, I think that's nice well, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good solid group unlike a, yeah. unlike the other class where they all hate each other <laughs> um, but it yeah. gets a bit more competitive <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's nice that you all get along with each other and yeah. it's nice that you've, you've got that friendship group and support group you know and um, it's, it's nice because the majority of us have made our sort of debuts now as well like me Dirty Dave Jay, uh, Jace hasn't yet has he no uh, Ginger Tom has. Ginger Tom, you can't, you can't <laughs> say stuff like that. On this sorry, podcast. sorry, Tom. That's like that's like calling us black handy and white handy, <laughs> isn't it? So, wow. Sorry, sorry, uh, Tom. Um, <laughs> don't, don't hit me. Don't hit me. Um, and Sai as well. He's he's made his debut. Hasn't he? Yeah, he was in the Rumble. Wasn't all he, in yeah. the Rumble. Yes, yeah, so it's really nice that we've sort of started out maybe a week week apart. But we're still sort of talking, we hang out. First run outs and, you know, same together, really. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. Oh, good. Um, so uh, so just bringing it to a close then, um, any plans for the future? Anything you're excited about? Um, and, and what, you know, aside from obviously your, your daily battle, I mean, is there any, mm. uh, you know, in terms, of, um, in terms of wrestling, I guess, um, yeah. what do you see as your, your biggest obstacles? Um, I'd, I'd, uh, I don't know. I think I've got to slow down. Andy's always telling me to slow it down. So within the ring, yeah, yeah. So is Dan as well. Um, I think I need to slow stuff down a lot, work a lot on my character, as you've you've told me a couple of times. But there's, there's certainly like a good that. base there, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you've got I'd this hope character. So. And I think one thing again, this is just for the record to anyone listening who's interested in taking part in in the professional wrestling classes one thing that I believe where, where you, Andy says you've got a good base and I mm. believe that is because you're a wrestling fan a lifelong okay. wrestling fan and I think that anyone who's a fan of professional wrestling they often develop instincts that can't be taught Okay. Yeah. We get a lot of people who come through the doors. Surprisingly, I think a surprisingly high amount who've like been watching wrestling for like six weeks and right. they don't have those same instincts because they've not grown up around it yeah. um, and yeah. so I feel like anyone who is a, a you know a real long term fan of wrestling who thinks like who's been a fan for so long they think oh I couldn't do that you might surprise yourself because yeah. you have those instincts and those are the same instincts uh, that you yeah, yourself absolutely. have as Andy said you've got a good basing yeah I th- yeah I, I, yeah, I hope, I hope so um, 
Yeah, crazypitbull.com. No. Hopefully, aim. I know we've got shows coming up in June, July, right? Yeah. Contender shows. I'd like to aim for the July show, realistically. What about the June show? I'd love to be on the June show, Andy. What do you think, Andy? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd love to be on the. No, I would. That'd be. Would, a you, bonus. Like, would you like to wrestle Rishi on the June the Night show? I would love to wrestle Rishi. Well, that's, that's what we've got written down. The crazy pitbull Kieran Sattie really? versus the Prince of Mumbai Rishi Ghosh. Have you June, really? We have. Yeah, we really, it, was, it was kind of like we're gonna, you know, throw that on you at the end. But oh wow! You brought it up, so oh, that's <laughs> awesome. you spoilt your own uh, surprise. <laughs> you, nearly, you nearly put me in but, tears um, now. Yeah, but, I feel uh, like Jerry Maguire. Like, <laughs> and you're not gonna make me cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's it. June the Night for the Buckland Community Centre. Oh wow. Main event. Go gentle on maybe, Rishi. Maybe. So, uh, so, so yeah, and, oh, wow. and, and that and that will be an opportunity for you to wrestle someone you truly respect, who's mm. um, who's kind of in many ways responsible for helping. Oh, he's you, like a uh, mentor. To yeah, um, I'm so kind of gobsmacked at the minute. I've got to be honest, <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Oh so well, I'm sure Rishi will be. He'll be going, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> what are you done to me? Trouble. Um, he shouldn't have taught you all those tricks. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so that's another huge obstacle, like uh, obstacle, a huge milestone for you, and something else that you can be proud of. And, and yeah, and, yeah. And, and as we say to everyone, hard work doesn't go unnoticed. And what mm. what I like about you, Kieran, is the fact that you're always the first to volunteer to Thank help. You. Thank you. Yeah. If there's some horrible job that needs doing, you're more than happy to get your hands dirty yep. and come and get that job done. And it's a it's a good work ethic to have. Yeah. Um, so, so things for your wrestling career are looking up, yeah, looking yeah, positive for the yeah. future. Um, and uh, and we said, you know, we laid out a goal. There you go. One of them's been achieved Brilliant. already and will be yeah. achieved on June the 9th at, at Buckland Community Centre. And um, the other, um, and then just the other things I just wanted to just quickly cover um, just as we wrap up is, uh, so you, you've got, now you've got a great job, right? Yeah, I love my job at the Chichester Hog Squad. They, their website is available. Um I don't even know the <laughs> website. It's so it's bad, okay. but yeah, they'll be at Chichester Hog Squad. Look them up. So, and, and it's great to see you enjoying your job. So, between your job, wrestling training, yep, and keeping you very busy, I, I'm never home. And, and what uh, about the are. ladies, Kieran? Uh, we did tell you we were <laughs> yeah. going to ask you about <laughs> that. This, uh, yeah. No, I don't really have time for a relationship. I have time for the fun stuff, though, ladies. So I single. <laughs> yeah. I am single. single. Yes. We're ready to mingle. <laughs> I am. So I certainly am. Um, I certainly am. Yeah. But I don't have much time apart from work and wrestling. So that is my life. You so, so if you're a lady who's interested in Kieran, he <laughs> won't be around for a long time, but he'll be around for a fun time. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Oh, you, oh, that's a t-shirt and a half. <laughs> Wicked. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I think that's all that remains to be to be said. I think from myself, have you got anything else to add, Andy? No, no. I just want to, I want to show Kieran that written on my notes on my phone. Just, just you so know, we're not, we're not blagging. Rishi, Rishi versus Kieran. There oh, you go. Wow. It's yeah. been so there about two weeks. Thank you um, very much. So, have you got anything else you want to say to anyone before before you go, Kieran? No, I'd, I'd just like to say thank you to you guys and and just to anyone anyone out there that's struggling or or whatnot. Uh, never give up. Just don't give up. There's help out there. Mm-hmm. And if you're a fan of pro wrestling. Only choose the Rev Pro School. Well said. You, you don't. Ha- you don't have to only. <laughs> no, 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 I think. I feel like for advertising purposes, we have to. Go, oh, other wrestling schools available. Yeah, yeah. But ours is the best. Yeah. Um, so that one. Um, yeah, that one. Um, so yeah, thank you then, you Kieran, got, for joining us. You got any social medias, Kieran? People get in oh, touch don't with you. Gi- don't give him our followers. Um, oh, I don't. We need sharing. them. I might. <laughs> I, I do. I, yeah, I'm, I'm only on Facebook at the minute, but okay. I've been hounded to get on Twitter. Get, get uh, that's a personal profile, isn't it? Yeah, Kieran. But, sadly, are people yeah. welcome to? Yeah, yeah. To they add can have you, a look. Like someone yeah. who might have heard your story, and yeah, yeah. So to 
preferably, preferably but... slim, fem- um, attractive girls. ones. Probably. Yeah, you were doing so well up until that point. No, no, ruined no. It. no, no, <laughs> no. No, anyone, anyone can look. If if you want, if there's any, if anyone wants to send me a message. Okay. Helping them, or or they they want anything, just uh, drop me. And a we'll, line. We'll, again, we'll put the we'll add the, all this information on. We'll put a picture of us all together on the the Facebook page. Okay. We'll put a we'll put any links that you want to give us up, um, including your, your Facebook profile. I recommend getting a Twitter. Because I think I will. I I, yeah. I actually spout a lot of pearls of wisdom on my Twitter. Um, and if you're if you yeah. have any time for any Netflix TV, he doesn't. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any any Netflix TV series, I can throw some recommendations your way. Um, and uh, and just generally, you know, I'd like to think that when I, I don't tweet often, but when I do, it's a good tweet. So, okay. um, and if you did want to follow me when you add me on Twitter, when you've got your own account, Kieran, yeah. um, you can do that at, at a Quilden, which is A Q U I L D A N. This is something I'm going to be spending tomorrow doing. Just read through my tweets. Just Twitter account. Read through my tweets. Or don't forget to follow me though at Boy Simmons. Of course. B O Y S I M M O N Z. And while he's in the room, we'll give a big shout out at Dan McGee. What is it? At Dan. 12. Why Dan is it 12? 12. Whatever, Dan. Yeah. Um, and Dan had a good match on Sunday as well, didn't he? He had a hell of a match on Sunday. He did. He was the yeah. man of the match. So well done, Dan. Um, so, and another prospect, another product of the Portsmouth School of Wrestling who's doing very well for himself. So. He's also competing June the 9th as well. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want tickets for anything like that, revolutionprowrestling.com. Um, and uh, yeah, we, I guess that's all we've got time for been great to have a positive episode wrestling is a wonderful thing let's celebrate it and um uh and yeah just keep following us keep listening tell your friends and please review us on uh, on the itunes and wherever else you listen to the podcast um and any likes shares and reviews are so very much appreciated thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next week bye there's no point in even me doing it so you ruined okay. it all so. right laters